welcome. You're listening to a worship podcast from St. Matthew's Episcopal Church. St. Matt's is a neighborhood church with a worldwide community located near the St. Paul campus of the University of Minnesota. We're a community of people invited by Christ to meet him at his table, in each other, and in our neighbors. As apprentices, we practice following the way of Jesus as expressed in the Anglican tradition, in the power of the Spirit, so we can participate in God's healing of ourselves and the world. My name is Blair Pogue, and I'm the rector or lead pastor of St. Matthew's. Our preacher today is the Reverend Sarah Miller. This coming Sunday, August 15, is the 12th Sunday after Pentecost. Let's begin with a prayer. Loving God, your Son gave his disciples a sign by which to remember him until he comes again. As bread is broken and wine poured out, may our eyes be opened to know him. And may what we do and how we bear each other's burdens help us be bread for others. Amen. Our gospel reading for this week is John chapter 6, verses 51 through 58. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The religious authorities then disputed amongst themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. For those of you I haven't met, I'm Sarah Miller. I'm a priest who's relatively new to the Episcopal Church in Minnesota, and I'm really excited to get to preach and be on the podcast today and to share a little bit about myself and the ministry that I'm working on, and of course, to reflect on this week's gospel with you. About 10 years ago in the Grand Crossings neighborhood on Chicago's South Side, an artist named Theaster Gates invited people to a series of dinners as part of a project called Soul Food Pavilion. In the words of one review, Gates invited neighbors and bureaucrats, gallerists and advocates, artists and common laborers to sit together at long tables 
and to share a meal of traditional African-American foods like catfish, collard greens, and corn cakes, all lovingly prepared by local Black chefs. The dinners were rituals that included poetry readings, guided table conversations, and musical performances. The events of Soul Food Pavilion were more than meals, more even than really thoughtfully planned dinners. They were taken together a work of art. They were an artwork that was thought up by Theaster Gates and performed by all the people who accepted his invitation to bring their gifts, their ideas, to bring their selves literally to the table. Soul Food Pavilion is a type of art that doesn't look anything like the kind that hangs in a museum or happens on a stage. It goes by several different names. Sometimes it's called socially engaged art, social practice art, participatory art. These practices can look like just about anything, from a meal, to a podcast, to a garden, and much more. But what they have in common is a focus on what the process of co-creating something with a community can do in the world. They're motivated by the belief that art isn't restricted to simply reflecting back the bad things that are happening around us, or representing an idea of what the world could be. Rather, art can actually help bring that new world into being. It can intervene in the struggles and challenges of our world and create real change. In the case of Soul Food Pavilion, it built relationships across difference and offered people a firsthand experience of hospitality and dignity. Socially engaged art is what I've studied the past couple years in a master's program at the U of M, and it is the answer, I think, to the question that led me to move to Minnesota and start that program in the first place, which was, what role does art have to play in the work of mission and innovation that is before the Episcopal Church in the 21st century? I'm excited to explore that question more deeply with all of you, to share more examples of socially engaged art, and to start to imagine together what these practices could look like for St. Matthew's and your neighbors. I bring up Soul Food Pavilion not only because of my interest in socially engaged art, but because I think it parallels in so many ways the events of John 6 that we've been following in our gospel readings these past few weeks. Most obviously, at the center of the story is a meal. Jesus sees the crowds are hungry, has them sit down, and they share a meal of bread and fish together. People who maybe didn't know each other, people from different backgrounds, gathered together to share a meal, just like in Chicago. But there are deeper parallels, too. Jesus is able to take a meager five loaves and two fish, and he feeds 5,000 people with them. When the disciples tell him that there's no way they can afford to feed them all, Jesus takes what is on hand and creates abundance out of it. The Esther Gates sees his role as an artist as doing something similar in his community. His practice is centered around taking materials and buildings that have been thrown away or abandoned and transforming them into something new, like renovated gathering spaces or fine art that funds his ongoing community work. He says artists can regenerate their communities, quote, out of a series of nothings, out of detritus, 
things that people would discard. Gates, like many artists, is able to see potential where others might see only deficiency. He credits this vision partly to his religious upbringing, saying, quote, the black church allowed me more space to dream, to imagine that the world was not a series of abandoned buildings, but in fact, just a world waiting to be restored. One more commonality. In both Soul Food Pavilion and John 6, the meal is not just about filling people's stomachs. Reflecting on the project, Gates said, I understood from an early age that dinner could do work besides feeding people. My hope is that these different folk who meet each other could be friends. And friendship builds a radical encounter. Likewise, in today's gospel, when some people are a little put off by Jesus' talk of giving his flesh as food, he tells them in so many words that they've missed the significance of the meal they shared, which was to help them recognize Jesus as the source of life itself, to receive the gift of that life through a relationship with him, and through it to have a radical encounter with God the Father. The bread and the fish were meant to lead to spiritual sustenance and transformation, he tells them. They were, one might say, soul food. So far, I've been holding these two meals up as parallels of each other, but I actually think they're more deeply connected, that the one is an outgrowth of the other. Not because Soul Food Pavilion was a Christian event, it wasn't, Theester Gates, while his artwork draws on his religious heritage and is deeply spiritual, does not label himself a Christian artist. Instead, I see this artwork as an echo of the Incarnation. John's Gospel begins by describing the mystery of the Incarnation, of God's Word made flesh in Jesus. At the heart of this mystery is the fact that God enters into the material world as a person of flesh and blood in order to draw us back into communion with God's self. This means that the material world is capable of communicating God's presence and grace and love to us. And in fact, we see Jesus doing exactly this throughout the whole gospel, using the things of this world wine and bread, oil and water, to heal and love and save people. And he doesn't stop there. At the end of John's Gospel, the resurrected Jesus appears to his disciples, breathes the Holy Spirit on them, and says, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. We, as Jesus' disciples, are sent into the world in his name, empowered and led by the Spirit, to continue his work of reconciliation, liberation, and restoration. And like Jesus, we can offer up the things of this world to become conduits of God's grace and healing. We do it every time we share the Eucharist, where we take ordinary bread and wine and ask God to make it the means of union with Christ and one another. But as our catechism reminds us, 
God does not limit himself to these rites. They are patterns of countless ways by which God uses material things to reach out to us. And so we too have countless ways to use material things to join in God's work. I think that art like Soul Food Pavilion is one of those ways, and that artists like Theaster Gates can guide us along new paths to reconciliation and healing. I hope to begin that journey with you, to discover how the ordinary stuff of this world, be it collard greens or barley loaves or bodies gathered at a table, can be part of the world's restoration. And the question I'll leave you with is, what do you have that might be a source of God's healing and grace for you and for the world? Let us pray together one last time. I invite your prayers for friends, family, and those who are alone. I invite your prayers for countries, places, and people you are concerned about. I invite your prayers for those who are ill and suffering. I invite you to pray for this fragile earth, our island home, I invite your thanksgivings. I invite you to pray for those who have died. Jesus, You turn death into life, defeat into victory. Grant that with your help we may see, experience, and work for new possibilities when others have given up. Amen. Amen.